Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. I said, come on, give God some praise this morning. Give it all to God. I want you to say this when we say, I give it all to God. Say it again, say, I give it all to God. And here's what I want you to do. Whoever you came with or whoever you're watching with online, I want you to tell someone who you came with and tell them, give it all to God. Say, give it all to God, bro. Or give it all to God, sis. Come on now, right? Give it all to God. Listen, there's a lot going on in the world today. And there are two ways you can handle this right now. Either one, you can carry it all. Or two, you can give it to God for him to carry it all. Which one do you want to do? Come on, yeah, give God a clap. I'm going to give it all to God in Jesus' name. Amen. So good. Well, hey, listen, welcome home to Freedom House Church, our second in-person service for our Fullerton campus. And then right now, we, uh, today is the first day that we opened up our Costa Mesa campus. So would you give it up for our Costa Mesa campus? What's up, Costa Mesa? Love you. We're live right now. And so awesome that we can now gather in Costa Mesa as we're going through our reopening phase and all of us, of course, we're being safe and we're sanitizing everything and making sure everything is clean and good and, and we're, you know, the distance and all that stuff. So we're so excited for Costa Mesa. But everybody watching online, we're so glad. Give it up for everybody watching online. You know, we have people watching online from all over the place. So, so cool. So cool. But welcome. My name is Josiah Silva, the lead pastor of Freedom House Church. If you join us for the first time, welcome. We like to say welcome home uh, because you're at home when you're in God's house. Okay, this is God's house. And so I'm excited to continue our series that we've been talking about, The Comeback. So if you would grab your Bibles, when you walked in, they gave you a message outline. If you could remain standing, we like to stand for the reading of God's Word. And I'm going to jump into today's uh, teaching that I'm telling you, I'm just saying this up front, if there was ever a message that, I mean, I, I was so fired up last night over this message, I couldn't even sleep. And uh, I'm telling you right now, I, I came full and ready, and uh, I got some fresh bread for you today. I don't eat carbs, just kidding. Come on. Okay. Fresh kale for some of y'all, all right? So <laughs> whatever it is, go for some fresh bread. We, we won't get into this, but I have some fresh bread today for you. And we're talking about the comeback series. And what really God impressed on my heart is in this last quarter, these last three, three months, I really believe that we're believing that God is going to help us to make a comeback that you're not going to be set back because of 2020, okay? I don't want you to start saying, oh man, that's it, everything set me back and I don't see us being able to progress. No, God is not setting you back, but you're going to make a comeback. God is not into regression, but pro progression. And we're going to believe, listen, it's not, this is not hype, but I'm telling you, God has a plan for your future. And so I'm talking to you today from Ezekiel. We've been in this study. Uh, for those that are joining us for the first time, we like to look at a piece of scripture. We do a series on a particular passage, and we look at it from different vantage points. But Ezekiel chapter number 37, we're going to read verse 1 through 7. And I want to talk to you today about when the dry bones came together and how I believe God is going to bring some things together in our lives. Here we go. Ezekiel chapter 37 and verse 1. Here's how the word of the Lord reads. The Bible says, The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit. Someone say, God leads me by the Spirit. Just say that. God leads me by the Spirit. Notice God's hand was on his life. And he says, And he set me in the middle of a valley, and it was full of bones. He says, he then led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, and these bones were 
Very dry. How dry? Very dry. That's pretty dry. Verse 3. Estaban secos esos huesos. Verse 3. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I want to draw your attention that God was interested in the response of his, of, his, of, his, of his child. He was looking for the response of his people saying, can they live? And I told you last week, but I'll say this again. Whenever God asks you a question, he's not looking for information. He already knows the answer. The reason God asks you a question is because he wants to know, do you know the answer? So he says, can these bones live? But I love how Ezekiel says, he says, Lord, sovereign Lord, you alone know. In other words, God, you know. He didn't want to answer wrong. Verse 4, then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Now watch verse 7. He says, so I prophesied as I was commanded and as I was prophesying. In other words, as he was speaking, there was a noise in Freedom House Church. There was a noise in Orange County. There was a little noise. He says, a rattling sound and the bones came together bone to bone. I want you to notice, he heard the sound, he felt the rattle, and the bones came together. I want to talk today, the title of my message is, everything's coming together. Everything's coming together. Now, some of you gave me the stink eye right now. We're like, what are you talking about, Pastor? Because I think everything's falling apart. Okay. I am prophesying. I'm not talking to where you're at right now. I'm trying to talk to where you're going to be a year from now, two years from now. I don't know about you, but I didn't come to church just to talk about where I've been, but I came to church for God to take me where I'm going in Jesus' name. I want to talk today about how God brings things together. So if you're here today and some things feel scattered, okay, I want to talk to you how God puts things back together. Let's pray. Bow your head with me. Father, we invite your presence in us, God. Lord, I pray today that you would illuminate your word for us. Give us understanding. God, I pray that this morning as we gather here, Fullerton, Costa Mesa, online, that God, we would recognize what you have to say to us in this season. Let us not be overwhelmed by what the enemy's doing, but let us be overwhelmed by your love, your kindness, your favor. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I feel this already in my spirit. God is for you. God is for you. He is for you. I just feel that. God's for you. He's not against you. He's for you. So we rest and place our hope that you are for us. Speak to us. Challenge us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. All of God's people say amen. Give God one more clap. You may be seated. And would you just tell the person you came with, tell them, say, everything's going to come together. Say, everything's coming together. And if they looked at you with a stink, I'd be like, uh-uh, it's falling apart. Say, stop. It's coming together in Jesus' name. Thank you so much, brother. I want to talk to you today about how God puts things together. How God puts things together. Now, I want to speak to the cultural climate. I know it feels like a lot of things are falling apart. A lot of things are, are, are you know, going this sideways and, and left ways and right ways and all of this stuff. But I just want to remind you that God is in control. I got two amens. So come on. I said, God is in control. Say amen. 
and I'm, 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 I'm asking for that response from you because it's in this season that more than ever, we got to look to that, God, you have a plan. That God, you know, you're, you're not in heaven saying, what is going on, right? Come on, somebody. We say that. God ain't saying that. But God is in control. God has a plan. And God is going to put things together in our future. Now, I want to talk to you because the God that we serve, and I want to say this with love, of course, God wants to heal us from our past. But more than anything, God is more interested in designing our future. I said it before, but I'll say it again. God is far more concerned with where you're going than where you've been. We tend to be more, more uh, consumed with where we've been. God, but I've been through this and I've been through that. And, I've been, and God's like, that's great. But can I talk to you about where, I, where I'm taking you? Can I speak to you about what I want to do in your life? Can I, can I, can I, can I begin to, to formulate and produce something from you? That's the God we serve. Now, when the thing that God does is God is always working on us going forward. Someone say the future, right? Tomorrow's, our next year's, our next decade, and who we are. But oftentimes, if there's one thing that puts, you know, in people, the most concern is their future. When people think about tomorrow or what's going to happen, there's usually two responses to the future. Number one is some people tend to worry. You get fear. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen, you know, after, you know, the election. And let me tell you something. God's not up for election. God is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Can I get a good amen? All right. So let's just settle that right there. All right. Now, of course, go out and vote and all that stuff. But you all know what I'm talking about. God is in control. Say amen. But a lot of times we think about the future, we get worried. Oh my goodness, what's going on? You know, uh, uh, you know, we get all worried. Or the second, the second emotion people often have when they think about the future is they just have what I call the eh spirit. Go out there and go, eh. <laughs> just eh. Like, they say, I don't know, whatever. It is what it is. Look, it's sera, sera. You know, it's just whatever, you know. What are you going to do? Can't do anything, you know. So there's usually these two emotions that are tugging at people when they think about the future. And a lot of times, you know, people will do crazy things to try to, to, to uh, think about their future. For example, you know, most people, when they want to know what's going to happen in the future, they go to everything but the Bible, right? I'm just going to talk, to, let me just talk for a moment, okay? I'm trying to help, trying to stay with me here. People will do like palm reading to try to figure out their future. And I always say, that, that's foolish. You're reading the wrong palm. If you want to know my future, don't look at my hand, look at God's hand. Okay, because my life is in the hand of God. Come on, somebody. People do like horrible scope. You know horrible scope? <laughs> They're like, what's my lucky days? 17, 23. I'm like, what time about lucky day? This is the day the Lord has made. I, every day is my blessed day. Come on, talk to me, somebody. What are you, a Taurus? I ain't no Taurus. I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus. I got the angels around me. Come on, somebody. I had some protection. All right. Don't get me started. You get me down that line. I'll just keep going. All right. God is in control of our future. I want to talk about this and I want to really drive this, this point down because when we often tend to think about our tomorrows, we tend to think that, well, I don't know, God. I, I, I don't know if you, got, if you can actually put things together. When we tend to think about where we're headed, we often tend to think God is only good at fixing my past, but he's not good at, 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 at you know, directing my tomorrows. 
And if I were to say today, as we're going to talk about the Valley of Dry Bones, listen to my spirit. i got a word that I want to encourage somebody today. I'm telling you, I feel the Spirit of God is going to speak to someone, somebody, somewhere. I'm going to be in somebody's kitchen today, and I'm going to make you some, some we'll whip you up some breakfast. Come on, somebody. Because if there's one place that we've got to put our trust in God, is with your tomorrow. Listen to me. It's what God is going to do as you step into who you're becoming. That is the place of your relationship and my relationship with God. Yes, God wants to heal your past. Yes, God wants to deal with your yesterdays. But my God, if you ever got a revelation that God wants to design your tomorrows, this is what will keep you walking and following God. What keeps you following God is not only because he heals your yesterdays, but it's because the reason I follow God is because he's designing my tomorrow. He's designing my future. He's designing the, the future of my marriage, the future of my children. He's designing where I'm headed. He's designing the business. I'm going to start that's going to glorify God. He's designing the place that I'm going to step into my calling and my anointing. He's designing revival to come to my neighborhood, my house, my home, and my church. He's designed. He's taking me from where I've been to where I need to be. This is why I worship. Because I can get caught up in my yesterdays and I, you'll, you'll lose your victory real quick. You'll be like, man, but yeah, pastor, you know, they did me, they did me wrong. You know, man, they, they burn me. And they, no, listen, God, you're going to design my future. Someone say, God's going to design my future. Now, I said all that because in the verses that we just read, I want you to notice that Ezekiel is walking through a valley of dry bones. God takes him through this valley of dry bones. Stay with me here. And when God leads him to this valley of dry bones, What's happening here is this valley of dry bones was actually, watch me now, was the former army of Israel that got defeated. So when God takes Ezekiel through a vision through this valley and all of these dry bones were there, these dead bones, it was a former battle that the nation, that God's people had lost and they were all scattered. And what God begins to deal with Ezekiel is he begins to say, look at how this may have seemed lost, but just because it seems lost to you doesn't mean it's lost to God. And he begins to tell Ezekiel, look at how it might be scattered and how God wants to put it back together. And what I want to tell you is what may seem scattered to you, God wants to bring it back together. God can take scattered things and bring them back together. And I feel in a lot of ways that this is how we are today as we're walking through scattered, fragmented, broken down things that are all around our life. And if we're not careful, we are gonna look to what is scattered instead of to our savior. We're gonna look to what has been defeated, maybe the time that you lost, maybe the, the, the opportunity that you feel you lost, maybe the, 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 the things that maybe you lost, uh, you know, a loved one, Maybe you lost uh, that job. Maybe you lost that, that desire. And if we're not careful, we will look at this season and focus on what is lost instead of focusing on how God wants to actually bring it back together. Someone say, everything's coming together. Say it again. Say, everything's coming together. Now, I'm not trying to give you no humanistic message. This is God's word. Because what God does is he brings Ezekiel to this valley and he begins to tell him, 
and begin, it begins to let him know that the future of this scattered situation is not going to be where it's going to end. In other words, God didn't bring you to this moment to leave you in this moment. He didn't bring us here so that we would stop here. But he brought us here to show us how good he is. And what I feel that this story is so important because God is writing this about these dry bones so that we can look and say, God, I know you're with me. I'm going to read this verse to somebody. Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 17. Look what the Bible says. The Bible says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the service of the Lord and the righteousness for me, says the Lord. The scripture says that although weapons might be formed against you, they will not prosper. In other words, we are going to trust that no matter what we go through, that God is able to bring it together. Someone say God can bring it together. Now, I want to share with you some points, walk with me here, about how God brings things together. And the first point I want to break down here as we go through this series here is, is in Ezekiel chapter number 37 and verse 1. Look what the Bible says here. It says it like this. It says, put whatever if you can for me. He says, the hand of the Lord was upon me. He says, and he brought me out by the what? The Spirit, the scripture says. He brought me out by the Spirit and the Lord set me in the middle of the valley of dry bones. Stay with me here, because here we're gonna find out how God puts things together. Now I'm talking to somebody who walked into church today, who's watching online, that feels like some things scattered. Here's how God puts things together. Point number one, write this down. He leads you by the Spirit. He leads you by the Spirit. How does God put things together? He leads us by the Spirit. Because if you saw this in verse one, Ezekiel 37 verse one, the Bible says that he didn't lead Ezekiel by the flesh. He led him by the spirit. <laughs> Stay with me here. He didn't lead him by his emotions. He led him by the spirit of God that was in him. He led him by trusting in his spirit. And how things come together is we have to make a decision that God, I'm going to be led by the spirit and not by my flesh. Okay, how do you know if you're being led by the Spirit or led by your flesh? Here's how. Write this down if you're taking notes. You know you're led by the flesh is if you're being led by your emotions. <laughs> you ever met a moody person? Don't point. That was rude. Just joking. Come on now. Don't point. You ever met a moody person? Notice that the Bible does say, and God led Ezekiel through the valley of dry bones by his emotions. Because our emotions, watch me now, will never bring things together. Our, let me read you the verse here. Galatians chapter five, verse 16. This is how the scripture says it. Scripture says this, Paul writes to the church in Galatians. He says, so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. Next verse, it says here, Stay with me, team. Here we go. It says, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you, are, so you do not do whatever you want. In other words, your emotions are always battling your spirit. So your flesh walks by your feelings. Your spirit walks by faith. My flesh walks by my feelings. My spirit walks by faith. And what I want to see, you to see here is God takes Ezekiel not through the flesh, but by his spirit. 
In other words, if things are going to come together for you in this season, then we've got to learn not to trust our emotions, but to trust what God says in his word, what God, how God leads us in the direction that we should go. Now, emotions, your feelings don't care about your future. Your feelings only care about your right now. Okay, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Your feelings only care about right now. Your feelings don't care about your tomorrow. You're like, I'm angry right now, and that's all that matters is right now. And some of y'all, you're unemployed because you couldn't control your feelings right now. Anyway, come on, just stay focused. <laughs> Hello, I, I, was I was tough. All right, come on, sit back. Some people, the reason why you're sleeping in the doghouse is because you couldn't control your emotions right now. Some of you right now are living in regret, disfragmented because you listen more to your feelings than your faith. And, and what I want to encourage you is the Bible says your flesh is, is, is at war with your spirit. And, and I know this is true because it's true about you. Y'all know that when you're in a moment and you get a certain type of feeling of frustration, of anger, of like, man, you know, and then your faith's like, don't go there. You know, come on, somebody, talk to me. You know the Holy Spirit's like, stop. Stop. I don't care. I'm going to put this all together. He's like, really? No, you're just going to make more of a mess. Don't go. This is contrary. They're battling with each other. There, there is a battle going on right now. And notice the Bible didn't say it was the devil. The Bible says it was your flesh. It's our emotions. So oftentimes we'll say, oh, it's the devil. God's like, no, it's you. <laughs> you're like, nah, nah, I don't receive that, pastor. He said, no, it's you. It's your emotions. It's, it's, it's your, 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 your trusting more on how you feel as opposed to what you know. See, your faith, the Bible says, is, is what we know. Like, I know that this ain't the way that's going to bring these dry bones together. I know that arguing with that person in the comment section ain't going to change anybody's mind. But you do it anyway. And, okay, I'm going to go forward. You know that those emotions, but the but thing is we respond by my, my emotion. The Bible says that when we are led by emotion, why, follow me here. The Bible says that the result is always death. Now, it may not be physical death, but it usually leads to some type of relational death, some type of, you know, faith dying, some type of frustration, some type of, uh, you know, things breaking down. Is we've got to realize that my spirit is how, is what leads me through what seems broken. And in this season, listen to me, if now more than ever, you need to listen to what the Spirit of God is saying, it is right now. There's a lot of emotions going on. I mean, it's just so much flies, frustration and, and, and just anger and everybody's offended. Everybody's mad at something. I'm mad that you're mad, that I'm mad, that they're mad. And everything. What is, everybody's offended. I'm offended at you. It's like cancel culture. They're canceling. I don't even like it. It's like we're, we're just all over the place. And I believe it all comes down to because we're being led by emotion instead of our spirit. Now, I know I'm preaching to the church, so let me encourage the mature believers that if you have Christ inside of you, then we are to walk according to the spirit of God, not according to the fighting of our flesh. I wish I had at least four believers that shouted amen. Nah, I'm going to do what I feel like doing. Okay. Listen to me now or listen to me later. Pastor Brian and Pastor Lou will be there for counseling sessions. Just so, come on, somebody. <laughs> okay. yeah. You're going you're gonna to recognize that you can either do it, your, you could do it the hard way or God's way. That's just the bottom line. So how did he lead Ezekiel through the valley of dry bones? Through what? Someone say the spirit. 
It is important that we learn to walk in the spirit because you are a two-dimensional being. I shared this if you saw my social media. You're a two-dimensional being. And God in this season not only wants you to succeed in, 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 in your physical life, but in your spiritual life. Because some people, you might be physically alive, but you're spiritually dry. Other people, you might be spiritually alive, but you're physically fatigued, physically frustrated, physically overwhelmed, physically scheduled out of control, physically falling out of love, physically not spending time with those. And because we're led by our frustration. And I believe that in this season, we need to say, no, God, I want to be alive both in my spirit and in my body so that we put things together. Say amen. Now, it's important to be alive in your spirit. Listen to me, because here's, here's what happens. Do you know how you communicate with God? You don't communicate through God through your flesh. You communicate through God through your spirit. He speaks to your spirit. That's how we communicate to God. So I have got to learn to walk according to my faith, not according to my flesh. Um, Y'all might have heard this before, but it bears repeatance. Never make a permanent decision on a temporary feeling. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12, here's what the Bible says. It says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it is the way of death. What the scripture is saying is there's a way that feels right, it looks right, it seems right, but God says, don't listen to your emotion because your emotion will cause you to go down a road that you will live in a place that's called regretville. Come on, somebody. Regretville. We have to learn to be faithful even when I don't feel it. Here's real talk. I've been saved now almost 25 years. I've been serving Jesus. I know some of you are thinking, you look 25. It's called that stress-free living. Come on, somebody. You ought to try it. Jesus exfoliation. Praise and worship. Come on now. I'm turning 40 here real quick. Hallelujah. I feel young, though. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm in my prime. I'm just prophesying right now, all right? My knee feels a little different, but I feel good, all right? Anyway, <laughs> okay. But I've been saved now for almost 25 years, serving Jesus. And can I, I'm gonna say something that might be a shocker for some of y'all, but here's the real talk. I haven't always felt it. I would be lying to you if I said, oh yeah, every day I felt it. <sighs> I was super faith man. Talk to me, real people. This is a real church. I forgot to tell somebody. You walked into a real church, okay? There were some days, you know, I didn't always feel it. There were some days, I felt a little frustrated with Pastor Marie. I mean, I'm just joking. I felt frustrated <laughs> with them kids. <laughs> some days that, I don't know, I'm, sometimes I walked into church and I'm like, I just, I'm, I'm just frustrated. You know, man. I'm just frustrated. There's some moments I walked into church and, and I remember I, I was just getting my career started and I thought I was going to get that job and I thought I crushed that interview and I'm like, oh yeah, hurry up and just give me the job. I got it. Sorry, we hired somebody else. I'm like, Lord, what's up? It's, it's your boy. You know what I'm saying? It's real talk. There have been times I had to walk through valleys. See, I'm talking to some real people right now. I'm talking to somebody who really knows how to walk in the spirit. There's some moments I came in and man, my, I, I, was just, I wasn't feeling it, but I had to make a decision. Either I'm gonna go by what I feel or I'm gonna go by what I know and I'm gonna walk according to the spirit. And I'm gonna tell you, I thank 
God, I didn't go by what I felt. Because when I didn't get that job, God says, I had something better for you. When I didn't get that situation, God was like, I was guiding you. I was putting everything together. So thank God I didn't lose my worship. Thank God I didn't relapse back to drugs. Thank God I didn't throw in the towel. Thank God I didn't get all mad and be like, that's it. I'm not serving you no more, God. I'm taking my ball and I don't want to play no more. I said, no, God, I'm a man up. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to put my feelings on check because I serve my God and not my feelings. Anybody in this house serve their God? Give God some praise right now. Shout amen. Somebody say, I walk by the Spirit, not my feelings. Tell your neighbors or whoever you came with, because I want to be careful. If you didn't come with them, don't talk. You know, physical distance. Tell the person you came with, God's putting everything together. He's putting everything together. Oh, I feel the presence of God right now. I haven't got to where I really want. Okay, listen, 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 watch me. He says, he led me by the Spirit, not my flesh. So if you walked into church today, you're watching online, Costa Mesa, and you don't feel it, I know how you feel. I know how you feel. I know how you feel. And if I could just tell you, you'll never put those bones together if you go by what you feel. It's always going to be disfragmented. But if you can say, God, I'm going to walk by your spirit. I'm going to let you lead the way. I'm going to put my flesh on check. Watch how God then tells the next point here. Point number two, write this down. How we're going to put things together in this season is trusting God's word over your word. Put a good amen on that. I'm going to trust God's word over my word. Because in Ezekiel 37, he says, he asked me, son of man, can these bones live? Sovereign Lord, only you know. When Ezekiel said, sovereign Lord, only you know, what he was saying was, you want to know what he was saying? I don't know. In other words, Ezekiel was saying, I don't have an answer, God. I have no clue. When he goes, God, only you know, what he was saying is he was revealing that I don't know. I have no idea what's possible. So he was saying, God, only you know what can happen here. So basically what God was saying was, okay, Ezekiel, can you trust me even when you don't have answers? And let me ask it to the church, the body of Christ this morning. Can you trust God even when you don't have the answer? Are you like, no, God, I need answers. You know how we are. We're like, God, you can have my future. Okay, what are you going to do? Okay, where are we going? You know, you know how we are. I'm going to talk to the guys. It's like when someone invites you. Hey, come over to the house. Who's going to be there? <laughs> uh, what, what, uh, what are we eating? What time? And then we say, All right, I'll see what's up. What does that even mean? I see what's up. Like, what's up? You coming or not, man? I need to find out how much meat, how many burgers, you know what I'm saying? You know? That's how we are, God. God. Well, yeah, I trust you, but, you know, who's going to be there? What are we going to eat? Are we going to fast? Because we're going to fast. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, just, I want, I'm hungry. <laughs> like, and what's going to happen? And then God says, oh, I got you covered. All right, I'll see what's up. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about, man? Is that... He's like, will you trust me when you don't have the answers, Ezekiel? He's like, will you follow me? Will you walk when I'm guiding you? 
Because God wants you to follow him even when you don't know the outcome. This, again, like I said, is where relationship with God happens. Now, he says, son of man, can these bones live? Ooh. And then he says this, okay? I'm, we're, about to, we're about to scuba dive right now, so stay with me. Because God in the following verse, go to verse four if you can for me, team. Watch this here. Here's what he tells me. He says, then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Stay with me. We're in this, we're in this study. I want you to notice something. Now stay with me and let me qualify this point because I'm gonna teach you something about a next level of prayer that God wants to take you to. God tells Ezekiel, he says, you see these dry bones? I don't want you to pray for them. I want you to speak to them. Write this down, point number three, and let me break this down because if you ever got, oh, the devil is is shaking his boots right now because there are gonna be some believers that are gonna walk out of this room. They're gonna know the authority God gave them and it's a whole nother level. Ezekiel didn't pray for it, he spoke to it. God commanded him to speak to the dry bones. This is the same way God, Jesus in the New Testament tells the disciples, say to this mountain, be moved and it shall be removed. See, there is a level of prayer, because stay with me here, okay? I hope this doesn't go over your head, but I'm, I'm talking to you today. You're in church. We're about to learn something. God's going to help you. There's a level of prayer where you're not asking the devil if he should leave. You are telling him. There comes a level in your life where you're not asking, addiction, would you please just leave me? There comes a place in your life where you're like, anxiety, would you just leave me alone? Stop it. Oh, just no more. Please. There comes a place in your life where God says, you got to be so sick and tired of things being disfragmented and separated that you begin to recognize that God, I know that it's your will for me to live in freedom. It is your will for me to live in Christ. It is your will for me to be saved. It is your will for me to have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. It is your will for my family to be in unity. It is your will that I would be the head and not the tail. It is your will that I wouldn't walk in fear. It is your will that the devil ain't gonna have me in bondage and strongholds. It is your will that I will no longer be fragmented. So God, I don't even have to ask you. I'm gonna speak it. Devil, get your hands off my children. I'm gonna grab an authority that I have in Jesus and I prophesy that God will break all things together for good in Jesus' name. Someone say, speak it. Say, prophesy it. This is when you men, when you're like, you you don't feel it, you just say, honey, we're still in love. She's like, what? Because you're speaking how it should be. This is when your children are acting up. I don't even love God. Yes, you do. You're going to be a preacher. What? Like, what are you speaking over me? This is when you lose your job and you say, "Uh uh-uh, God, you got something better lined up. You speak it because he's my, oh God, I feel this thing. 
I feel that this is for somebody who walked in here today thinking that they had to beg their father. God says, I already know what you need before you even asked it. He says, but just ask and speak those things that are not as though they are. Somebody ought to open your mouth and prophesy the word of the Lord and speak. My marriage will come together. My family, ah, shout amen an authority yeah I do get fired up this is when you speak God has put a word in your mouth and I get out this is what you feel right now this is not hype okay what you feel right now it's it's like in Luke 27 when, when, when the disciples said did not our hearts burn while Jesus opened the scriptures to us you see when, when the scriptures are open to you you, you, go, you go whoa I never knew that there's your, your spirit leaps. It's like when Elizabeth came to Mary and she had Jesus and, and he, Elizabeth, you know, ha, had the baby, John the Baptist, and, and the babies leaped. So your baby's leaping. I'm, we're not having no more babies, though, me and Pastor Me. So <laughs> metaphorically, hey, shabababaka, amen. You know, but your baby leaps because something in you begins to jump like, like this, 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 whoa. It happens. He said, speak to it. So here, here's, here's what I want to do. Now, I know we're doing the physical distancing and all that stuff. So, so here, I, I need your participation. I'm almost done here. So the first, the first three rows. So if you're in the first three rows, lift your hand. First three rows. Okay, here's what I want you to do. Grab a pen. And if you need a pen, the ushers, get the sanitized pens. Or, or security or ushers, can you get the sanitized pens there? And, and here's what I need you to do. I need your help on this point. You're watching online. I need you to be with me here. You're in Costa Mesa. You're going to participate with first three rows. Now, your third point, you see where your third point is on your notes? I want you to tear the third point. Just tear the third point. Everybody else, you can follow along with me, but tear the third point, okay? Tear the third point, tear that third point. And on the back of that third point, I want you to write down what you want God to put together in this season. Specifically the first three rows. Come on, I need you to do something for me, okay? Ooh, I couldn't even sleep last night when God showed me this analogy. I'm, I'm not even gonna tell you. I'm, I'm, I just, just trust me what I'm telling you right now. Okay, stay with me, stay with me. So I want you to write on the back of that third point, so you rip the third point on the back of it, I want you to write what you want God to put together. I want you to write what you want God to put together. Everybody else, write down what you want God to put together. We're gonna speak some things right now. I want you to write down what you, don't put your name on it, okay? Don't put your name on it. But just write down what you want God to put together. Write it down. Write it down, okay? Write it down, write it down, write it down, write it down. And then let me get just one usher, if you can, get one of, uh, get one of those buckets. Just yeah, get one of those buckets, okay? Thank you so much. Watch this. Watch, watch what's going to happen right now. Okay, like a bucket, like a bucket. Once you write it down, I want you to make it into a circle like this, like this, like this. Not too tight, just a good circle. Okay, Remember my first three rows, everybody else write down. I'm going to pray for that too. Once you write it down, put it in, in like a little, you know, you do the little circle, okay, like that, okay? Okay, 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 watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Okay, here's what happens. Okay, did you write it down? Just put it in a circle. Okay, I want you to, I want you, if you, you there in the front, I want you to throw it right here. Just throw it in this, in this middle right here. Throw, throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it. 
Yeah, throw it. Help, help. Come on, just throw it. Throw it, 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 throw it. Kick it, kick it, kick it, throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it. Come on, look at that. We're throwing spit wads in church. Don't you like this church? See, you're like, I love this church. Throw it, throw it, throw it. Anybody else want to throw it? Go ahead, just throw it. Throw it, throw it. Just throw it. Come on, throw it. Throw what you want God to put together. Throw it. Help me kick those ones over here. Help me kick those ones right there. Ushers, right there. See, help me bring it to the middle. Bring it to the middle, right here. Just that's okay, that's good. Right here, right here, right here. Bring it to the middle. Bring it to the middle. Yeah, just throw it. Throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it. I got, you know, physical distance, all that stuff. Nobody, bad Joe not keeping nobody safe. Yes, I am. Okay, just right here. Throw it, throw it, throw it. Yes, I am. Come on. Okay, right here. Throw it. Throw it. Look at this. Look at this. Oh my God. That's how God showed it to me last night. Throw it. Throw it. Throw it. Throw it. Throw it. Look at 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 it. Throw 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 it. Come on. Right here. All right. Throw it. Throw it. Yeah. Throw it. Throw it. Throw it. Throw it. Look at This is what we want God to put together. Come on. Just go. There you go, brother. Come on. There you go. Help me, Usher. Help me, Usher. Get those. Just throw it. There you go. Okay. Just real quick. Okay. Remember, six feet apart. Six feet. Help me out here. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. All right. All right. Here you go. Pastor Josiah, like you. Don't hit nobody, though. Okay. That's not nice. All right. All right. Amen. Okay. Just throw it. Okay. Help me out, ushers. Just kind of kick them to the middle. I said, ushers, help me out. There you go. Come on, somebody. There you go. Come on, come on. There you go. There you go. Just put it right here. Throw it. Kind of just spread out right here in the middle. Look at this. How God showed it to me last night. I couldn't even sleep last night when God showed me this. I, I was up all night and, and God told me, oh, Lord. Oh, God. You, you see? Look, that's good. That's good. That's good. Just make sure they're spread out. Okay. Right here. All right. There you go. Me, I throw it. There you go. Powerful. Right there. Okay. Okay. Everybody, that's enough. Right there. Okay. Look at this, look at this. Okay, okay, bring it up, bring it up, bring it up. Throw it, throw it what you want God to put together. Look, 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 there we go. Okay, awesome, that's good, brother, that's good. That's good, that's good. This is what us, this is what God showed me. Watch this. Woo, you got the camera on me because I'm gonna jump down. My knee's still good, okay. Look at, look at, look at, watch, 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 watch. Can you show them on the screen, show them on the screen. Okay, look, look, look. God brought Ezekiel. And he says, you see all these things that people want to be put together? And he says, can these live? So Ezekiel looks at it and he's like, that's a lot of broken stuff, man. I don't even know what's on these, but I know some of y'all wrote some broken stuff and maybe some stuff that you would never see be able to put back together. And the Bible says if you read it, the scripture says that God took Ezekiel and he walked him around the dry bones like, oh, that one got beat up. Oh, oh, mercy. He was walking through him. Walking through him. And he saw, wow, my God, Shabba. Oh, that one needs a lot of prayer right there. And then he says, prophesy to these things. Speak to them that in this next season, they will not be fragmented. They may be scattered now because they might have lost seven months. They might be scattered now because they might have succumbed back to an addiction. They might be scattered now because they might have got broken down because of the battle that they feel might have got lost. They might have been scattered right now. He says, but check it out. He says, what I want you to do, I want you to begin to speak. I want you to begin to speak. I want you to begin to speak. And I want you to see what happens in verse seven. And my God, I might just run all up over this church. He says, so I prophesied. You want to know what that means? That means he didn't just ask. He began to say those things that are not as though they were. And I want you to notice something. Watch this. He says, and as I was prophesying, as I was 
prophesy as I was speaking as I started to speak he says I heard a noise I felt a rattle and things started coming together and here's what I want us to do right now is I want us to begin to speak and I'm telling you you got to learn to prophesy and we're gonna declare that things are gonna start coming together I'm gonna prophesy it in the morning I'm gonna prophesy it at lunchtime I'm gonna prophesy it at dinner time and I'm gonna say come together families come back together marriages come back together businesses come back together mind come back together tell someone I'm coming back together God's putting me back together prophesy life and as you begin to prophesy God is gonna begin to put things together I know you're walking through dry bones but believe that God can put it together shout and give God some praise this is speak come on shout it out stand up to your feet and begin to worship him this is come on Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.